you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're listening to Garden Gorgeous. Getting to the root of horticulture culture. With your host, Mark Sessler. It's a show for those who garden, by those who garden. I am joined, as always, by my fellow co-hosts, Colleen Wolf and Patrick Claibon, two of Southern California's premier G-thumbs. That's what we call green thumbs around here. Welcome, guys. Oh, it's so great to be here. Good, as always, growing into the future with you, Mark. I want to dive right into it, Colleen. Okay. You know, the, the rain that we have received in the L.A. area over the past couple of weeks uh, is been out of control. Correct. And I just would ask, you know, I know your particular garden, the succulents, the Mm -hmm. various varieties of flowers that don't do well in an abundance of rain. How have you survived this era? Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of my cactuses have not survived this rain. And if you told me last year it was going to rain this much, I I would have been like, you're lying at this point. My fiddle leaf fig has some type of fungal infection because of all of the. Do you know what I could do for that? All of the sitting I wish I did. NFL Podcast. Chaos Rain. <laughs> All right, from the Chris ah. Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I am Mark Sessler, joined by some heroes Patrick Claibon, Colleen Wolf, Satellite Heroes. I think the Satellite Heroes have landed. These are the I'll real take heroes. It. Yeah. We are so excited about this combo. It's never been done before. It's never been done. It is essentially a combo, podcast combo, scorigami. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan and Greg both on vacation. Hope they're having a great time. We have no idea what how this will go. Um, it is odd to me that I am, in theory, hosting a show with two people who have hosted roughly about a thousand shows on it. It makes no sense. <laughs> it's not odd to us. I love it. It is a very strange thing. But we we um we did get a little bit of news today, which was unlike our last show, which we just deep six news. So we'll get to some of that. Um, we have a special segment coming up. Uh, I think that's also never been done. It's called NFL Pen Pals. Oh, my God. Also, never been done before. Getting a rundown of the show in such detailed fashion, so ahead of time. Mm. I almost drove off the road when I saw it. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Mark's underselling his ability as a host and a, and a producer, a schedule maker. This has all come together like this. Mm-hmm. Y- you've got it. We're, I have, we're, um, we're two minutes in. You got it. I have extreme OCD. <laughs> Uh, especially so a day like yesterday, which was a sort of an off day to some degree. It's like, I don't do anything um, that, that well until we get the details out. So I, it was really just selfish. Our brains are very aligned. It, it, I think like, so. Very much locked in. I think so. So when I saw it, I could not, I mean, I threw myself a party and then I never gave you guys my answers, but at least I knew. <laughs> uh, we got them eventually. We got them we eventually. The, we also are going to do, uh, because we're also a bit Machiavellian um, with the stage that's been set today, we are going to do a My Guy 
draft edition, minus all these six-week, eight-week, you know, office business about it getting approved by someone. We're going to each pick someone from this draft, and it's simply our guy from going forward. Uh, rise or fall with them. So we'll see how this goes. That's great. Have I'm you ready. Have you picked someone, Colleen? Fred? I finally have you narrowed did. down my list. I have quite a few, but I have now one number one guy. And it happened. My guy. Like, I, do know, I do know that you did, and you picked someone who has – there are multiple people with the same name in the draft who you picked. It's it's like, yeah, it's akin to like the two Lamar Jacksons that we have <laughs> sure. in the it, league right now. It would have really been something for us to not talk about it beforehand. And then out of 743 participants, mm-hmm. pick the same guy. <laughs> it would have been great. Uh, that would be our way. Um, I don't know. Gravedigger. Hey. Oh. Yeah, well, no, come on. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. letting you get away with it. <laughs> I think you just do that on purpose at this point. Sometimes it's like I know it's going to take me a second to get to the drop, so I start talking so there's not just like silence. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, That's you've, smart. You've had like 70 or 80 reps on this, but I understand <laughs> um, it's great to have you with us as well. We're going to need you a little Thanks. bit today. To and chime in, he has a great shawl neck on today. It's a it's a nice. It's Is a that nice, what that's called? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very nice sweater. I've never heard that term. I always just called it a cardigan. But thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. So we need to get some. Let's do some news. How about that? The additions at offensive tackle Smith Schuster, Gasicki. Do you think you've done enough to improve the offense for this season? <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know so about good. you guys, but I feel like the we've been doing we've done almost fifteen hundred episodes of this show, and I think for the first like fourteen hundred, the Patriots just sat on their little chair up above all of us, telling us how football teams are run, how organizations you know it's like Bill Belichick is used in like common business tactics because of the way that he orchestrated one Super Bowl championship after the next. It feels like a little bit of chaos is starting to dip into all of it, and there are these creeping reports. Um, a, bu- a couple things happened here that in the, since our last show. Tom Curran, friend of the show from NBC Sports, um, went on air basically and talked about the fact that Belichick has been essentially agitated with Mac Jones uh, for seeking outside help last season. He's and annoyed for, now. That, he's annoyed now. And for that and sort of all the Mac Jones, um, you know, a lot of times in prime time, the meltdowns. And now there is a report from Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio that the Patriots are actually – looking to shop Mac Jones, that this, I guess, is Bill Belichick behind the scenes talking to a couple of different teams, the Raiders, the Texans, the Bucks, the Commanders. Colleen, how do you uh, take all of this? Where are you okay. with this? So, um, I well, as soon as you were talking about the Patriots being in their mighty chair above everyone else, like, you know, they, they're, they've been in the power chair, which you are in today, and filling in nicely. Like, the, we haven't really addressed the power chair and the dynamics. You're in a totally different seat, so the logistics yes. are all different at this point. I think the more that we mention that I'm doing well at it, it starts to feel like that's probably not the case, but I'm just going to ride with it. So. I, you know, and, and see, there's the modesty. Uh-huh. Another chance to succeed in a spot in a power move where the, the power is the grace mm. that you put into it, Mark, and it's just it's going so You are well. graceful. Okay, so anyway. (laughs) Okay, so yes, there was this report, um, and Tom Curran, um, what he was on WEEI, and talked about how Mac Jones obviously was not happy with the coaching situation last year, and so he sought outside help. And going outside of the Patriots organization is not something um, that is celebrated, I would imagine, by Bill Belichick. And it is something that is seen as disloyal. And I would think, judging by Bill Belichick and every single soundbite we get from him, that is something that is going to annoy him to an extreme level. And I wonder if now that we're hearing these reports that Mac Jones might be shopped around. Is it all stemming from that? Is he kind of just letting it fester? And now he just decided that this is, this is it. And that was the breaking point for them because even yesterday in Lance Erlein's mock draft, Lance had the Patriots taking Anthony Richardson, which would be an extreme pairing. And I think we'll get to Lance's um, mock draft coming up a little bit in the show. 
But that was the first time that I kind of thought about Mac Jones really being out. If you're starting to get some rumors like this and mock drafts or mocking certain quarterbacks there, because at that point they're getting a guy that is extremely inexperienced with the most experienced head coach uh, in the NFL, arguably right now. And uh, you would think that you could get like a Lamar Jackson, maybe a known commodity, but instead going here with Anthony Richardson would be a choice for them. And this would be really interesting if they, if they really did send Mac Jones away. I think like there's so many different ways to take, of course, Tom Curran's report makes perfect sense. Like Bill Belichick sat there and watched Alex Guerrero do all of these things with his quarterback for decades. And there was clear frustration at that point. And Bill, like, as he indicated by the way he responds to questions, he's he's not, like, secretive about voicing his frustration. It, it makes perfect sense. But the thing is, we watched this Patriots tree. Familiarity is seemingly all they care about. Like, Josh McDaniels is signing the same guys all the time. Like, Bill Belichick is looking for the same coaches to come back despite – the lack of success that they've had in other spots and, and all the, the turmoil and other things there. I just wonder if Belichick's conversations about Mac Jones are like literally every other conversation that happens at the combine. And it's like, hey, you know, what do you think of Mac? Oh, and then they don't get the offers that they want and it, it all just goes away. But like it's, to me, like them being frustrated about being historically bad on offense and like not necessarily knowing who was calling plays or like what the actual system was, that, that makes perfect sense to me. But like looking at Florio's report and, and Mike, you know, he likes to hedge sometimes and it's like a source close to the situation tells us that he's been shopped, but he can't tell us who all of the teams are it's like well why did why did you stop talking to the source at that point like shouldn't you have a few more I, I just wonder like who the source is too because two of the teams mentioned the Raiders and Texans are like bathed in expatriates employees so or or is it like the, usually there's this cone of silence around anything the Patriots do it's like suddenly they traded a big player or acquired someone you don't hear a lot of whispers around New England in general like is this the rare time where, like, New England's floating it? I mean, that seems atypical to me. I don't know why Belichick would do that, but someone's talking to someone about this, and I'm just intrigued in, like, who the source is. Ooh, Did I you wonder... watch the game on Monday? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I do wonder, that would be interesting, if Belichick himself was the source, and after a year very down for the Patriots in a changing division with a sort of uncharted territory for Bill Belichick to be in. Maybe now he's playing all of these roles that he wouldn't have before. Yeah, He's like, hey, guys, you know, I don't necessarily talk to you guys, so let me call up Mike Florio at Pro Football right. Talk. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> it becomes a little surreal. I mean, I think in, a, in sort of an adjoining scenario, Brian Hoyer, there were whispers that Brian Hoyer, after being such a, you know, a Patriots sort of top of the student, head of the class type of guy who get, I think was had four different stints in New England or something. He's now signed with the Raiders. It seems like Brian Hoyer kind of ran um, into the into the final stages with Bill Belichick's uh, patience as well. I mean, it's like the, I think that Hoyer last year sort of sided maybe with Mac Jones a little bit on a super frustrating situation because Mac Jones to me, it's like no matter what happens, he gets a complete mulligan for next season. But I still look at them and think he's the they've got the worst quarterback in the AFC East. Yeah, and Hoyer, in that report, Curran said that Hoyer anticipated being back in New England, and Hoyer was vocal about the situation that Mac Jones was in every single week last year. So maybe that is a reason why they didn't end up bringing him back. And maybe Bailey Zappi had a little bit of, of something mm. to do with that. There was that little bit of, there was that moment, right? Remember when even the crowd in Gillette was like, yeah, Bailey yeah. Zappi, this is it. How could I forget? They and were then, into him. And then minutes later, it's like, oh God, that was a mistake. Terrible. We're yeah. very sorry that, that all this happened. But I think that little bit, despite how loyal Bill and that organization are to people who continue to come back it's like okay the, the time has come brian it's not really there it's, it's never really been there but we're gonna roll bailey now all right in other news uh the ravens reportedly have made an offer to odell beckham now i do feel like i know where these reports are coming from i mean because this is strange it's also i think if there's any other team out there that probably is interested in odell we know it's the jets but what are the ravens doing how would odell beckham or any receiver make a decision to go to baltimore right now when you don't know what's going on with Lamar Jackson, but is it the Ravens maybe trying to say, hey, Lamar, like we're trying to find these guys that could elevate you, help you out? What do you think, Patrick? I, I think 
it, the best thing to do if you wanted Lamar, if you want Lamar to be interested, would be to come up from three years, one hundred and thirty-three million dollars. Like that—that's the clear mm-hmm. example. If yeah. they wanted to do that, my contention has been for a long time that the Ravens aren't interested in paying Lamar Jackson to be the quarterback, and Lamar has gone public in saying that that's the way he views things. I think this may just be looking at the talent on the roster, looking at what they need, uh, the fact that they've they've gone in a new direction. Todd Monken is here. It's like, let's just try to get some talent. We'll put an offer out there, kind of try to see where, where Odell stands. And I think it's a good sign. I, I would like it more <laughs> if they had paid the quarterback a couple of years ago or literally right mm-hmm. now. But it, it makes sense. Like, we saw what Odell could do um, in – in Los Angeles, clearly the injury hurts, but he he was on his way to potentially being a Super Bowl MVP. I, th- I think it's worth making an offer, just standardly. And this could also be the Ravens preparing for potentially a rookie quarterback mm-hmm. coming in and bringing a new weapon to set up said rookie quarterback for success. If they do end up figuring out a deal for Lamar, whether they trade the Colts for Lamar and, you know, jump up. And I I don't know, there's a, there's a bunch of different ways that they could do it, but I could see that making some sense of bringing in someone who's inexperienced and making sure they have some playmakers around them. Like Odell Beckham has been shopping his services for like four years at this point. Someone somewhere is going to want to do it. The Rams have had showed interest that that makes the least amount of sense to me. I don't think that one's happening. All right, from our like our own little headquarters here, a little news story from Daniel Jeremiah. He didn't report this. Like on his podcast, though, he talked about the fact that the Titans, to keep an eye on Tennessee as a team that might want to jump up to the number three spot. And I think that, you know, when you're doing these mock drafts, we had DJ on a week ago, and he talked about these things are crafted by hearing certain things. And Tennessee, the idea they're just going to stay on pat with what they have, um, maybe not the case. Gravedigger, do you want to comment on this first? Yes, yeah, so I think that there's definitely validity to the idea that Titans are looking to trade up to three. A couple of months ago, maybe not that long ago, there were reports that they were in the mix to trade up to one with Chicago. And I don't know how like how much you can take the – there's random Twitter people saying that. But then the Bears did move the pick. Um, and a, a, somebody who reported that the two teams were the Titans and the Panthers. And then three days later, the Panthers traded for the pick. So I do think there's some truth to this. And you look at who the Titans have been meeting and pro days they've been visiting. They have spent time with all five of these top quarterback prospects, significant amounts of time. And to me, that means that they are definitely looking into it. It doesn't mean they're definitely going to do it, but I think it's definitely a possibility. And, you know, DJ said that he's been told by people around the league to watch for the Titans, right? So this is what other teams trying to come up with their own mock drafts and figure out how this night's going to play out thinking like Tennessee could be the team that comes up to three. I don't know if that's dot connecting because Tannehill's getting older and they might need a quarterback of the future and they have met with all these quarterbacks or if there's more, you know, substantial rumor to it, but it's interesting. Tannehill's on the last year of his contract. So if who knows if this is Arizona sending out these messages yeah. for people to jump up. But right. if there is a quarterback that the Titans love, and let's say, I mean, who knows what happens with the Texans at two, but if D'Amico Ryans is like in love with a defensive player and okay with one of the not two quarterbacks, not Bryce Young, not CJ Stroud, like maybe that's when the Titans jump up and take whoever they have there. And, and you know, even if it is a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson, guys that need a little bit more time, if you have Ryan Tannehill still on one year, he can sit and do the traditional wait. And I know, obviously, if you're trading up to get a quarterback and it's a very, very high pick, people are going to want to see him right away. But also these guys, we know they're raw. We know they need time. And that could be a nice situation. But you have to be comfortable with the third quarterback in the draft Mm -hmm. and I think so unless Stroud drops for some crazy reason that could and three it gets you ahead of Indianapolis you know Mm -hmm. Indianapolis would like a quarterback in some means and so it gives you that power um, despite how you feel about Richardson or Levis um, you get to dictate the remainder of the draft for everybody who's interested in one of those first round quarterbacks and you can and you can make a choice um, and it makes it makes perfect sense for Arizona to not just have conversations with Tennessee, but literally everybody in the in the rest of the league, because there's just no value there for them in a quarterback. They have Kyler. Kyler's going to be back. 
Uh, it's not like they're going to draft somebody, you know, in the top three for five months of quarterback play. So they should be having these discussions with, with everybody. And it, it just makes sense. Like you go, you go down through uh, Atlanta says they're fine. The bears are clearly fine at quarterback. The Raiders want a quarterback. Does Detroit make a decision? Does Seattle look towards the future? Like if you can get ahead of all those teams, then, then you're in a better position than you were before. And that does bring us to Lance Zierling's mock draft, which I kind of, I love Lance because he's the guy that, um, there is a bit of a code to be, you have to wear a tie now on NFL Network versus... What? Well, there, that was out there. I mean, at least I've, I got saw it in an email. Yeah, we're, and, we're, going, we're going tie on path. Wait, this is new? There's been a new memo sent out? I just, well, I no, just this know is, we it, previously had yeah. no tie and now we have ties. Yeah, and Lance sort of continues wow. to um, eschew Yikes. the rules. He doesn't seem to care about these, <laughs> uh, that, that rule at all. Um, so the, I, he's in my wheelhouse on that front. But the mock draft, it has to be the, one of the more chaotic mock drafts oh my gosh. we've seen because... He has Bryce Young going to Carolina. That's mm-hmm. not that crazy, although C.J. Stroud has been whispered about a little more heavily there. But then at number two, and Lance Searing is from Houston. He's down there on radio every day. He knows a lot of people. He has the Texans going Tyree Wilson, edge from Texas Tech, and just skipping quarterback at that position altogether. Right. So he has Tyree. First of all, like not having a quarterback there seems wild to me. And Bryce Young going over C.J. Stroud is super interesting going to Carolina. But then to have Tyree Wilson over um, uh, Will Anderson Jr. is also a choice that a lot of people would disagree on because they think that Will Anderson Jr. is the better edge player and the better defender. And like there was also so many crazy trades in his draft too. It was a fun draft, though. It yeah, was I mean, not a basic draft. No, at number four, because I, that's to talk about what happens at number four. Suddenly you're staring at the Baltimore Ravens who send Lamar Jackson to the Colts, and in result, Baltimore gets C.J. Stroud. There's a lot happening in this mock draft. And, and Lance said two days before this draft came out, like, hey, people are going to be mad at this mock draft. But he's there's so many possible permutations and this is one way it could play out because he has the Texans coming back and getting Will Levis and if they've looked at CJ Stroud and said well the premium's not necessarily there we would like Bryce the Panthers want Bryce that's what they traded up for if they if they evaluate Will Levis and say hey Bobby you've you've seen all these quarterbacks have success within this Shanahan tree like could Will Levis do that if they feel that way and they can get the value I think Clearly, like to me, and, and I'm not some draft Nick, I, I've watched Will Anderson's production since he was a freshman. That's a bit of a stretch to me mm-hmm. to say like, oh, yeah, we we would like traits over production when the production has been like that for so long. But we've seen we saw uh, Cleveland Farrell go in the top five. I mean, the, right. These things it's happen. like um, yeah. when Trayvon Walker went over Aiden Hutchinson last year that. You know, that buzz really ramped up as we got closer and closer to the draft. And Tyree Wilson has a lot of, you know, he's athletically similar to Trayvon Walker. And Will Anderson, production-wise, is pretty similar to Aiden Hutchinson. And we saw, you know, the Jags decide to take the the athletic freak over the productive player. And that's Trent Baalke's thing, yeah, too. He always he loves, like, to take the gamble on a guy that's more athletic. Another thing I thought that was interesting, and, and we sort of touched on it before with Lance's mock, is Lamar Jackson being traded to Indianapolis and then thinking what that fit would be like. It's kind of a fun game that we've all played over and over and over again, so it's becoming less fun, but what Lamar Jackson would look like in certain offenses. And I did find this one quite... Interesting, um, because Shane Steichen, as the head coach, had dealt with Jalen Hurts before in Philadelphia, same style of quarterback. So just to see Shane Steichen and Lamar Jackson work together and you have Jonathan Taylor, a lot of your key pieces there are in their prime. So you need to get someone now if you want to make it work for Indianapolis. And you got to be, if you're Frank Reich, I mean, you're going to have your own quarterback, but you're like, I just did this (laughs) the last five years in Indianapolis (laughs) with a bunch of ham and eggers. Mm -hmm. And now I leave and the new guy gets Lamar Jackson. Sounds a little absurd. Yeah, it, it is. And, and he should. But there was so much. It was a whole lot of clarity and honesty. And Frank Reich has been in the league for so long at his news conference. And he says, well, you know, the question, what went wrong? And he's like, I don't have a problem answering that. Like we were able to run the ball. We, we had great line play and we couldn't get it done. And now here comes a guy who's instantly going to improve the run game <laughs> purely by being on the field. Like Lamar doesn't have to do anything for mm-hmm. the, the run game to get better. He could just turn the and hand the ball off and it can be improved. And I, I think 
whoever the offensive coordinator is at Lamar Jackson's next job, it's not going to be Greg Roman. Like, there's going to be differences. We're not going to have a 320. That feels safe. Yeah, 320-pound yeah. guy is not going to be running dig routes anymore. So it's it's clearly going to look different. And, and I just think, get guys open. Like, get guys open and snap the ball to Lamar, and I, and I think everything is going to be fine. Because otherwise, what is their choice at quarterback? What are they going to do? Because they're going to miss out on the top guys in the draft. They really haven't done anything in free agency. They're coming off a season where they won four games. So this is the only way that they can really have a solution to the problem. Seems like the obvious choice. Did you see the report from The Athletic today, or sorry, Wednesday morning? Jim Ursay wants to draft a quarterback. Colts owner, quote, deep down prefers to find the next quarterback in the draft. Sure, of course. (laughs) Everybody, every owner, every GM, every coach would love a rookie quarterback because that rookie quarterback money allows you to build a team. Of course, they all want to find the gem in the class, but... How are they going to get there? Yeah, it's it's great to want things, um, but Lamar Jackson is 26 years old. Like it's it's not you you could have Lamar conceivably be your quarterback for the next 13 years if you wanted to. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I would be outside of Lamar, I'd be a little concerned about Chris Ballard selecting another veteran quarterback at this point. <laughs> I feel like that's happened a lot. Fair. All right, I Colleen, we have to do this to you. Um, at this point, I feel like this used to be a fun exercise, but. We're going to dip into some odds and ends. Would you mind doing the latest incarnation sure. of uh, what's become a psychotic I ditty? I don't know <laughs> if I have another key to give you guys, but... We'll try. Okay. Odds and ends. Odds and ends. Hey, everybody. Tell your friends. It's odds and ends? <laughs> I think you nailed it. No, I just that, was, it. that was perfect. The aura of that song has mm-hmm. turned dark. Uh, all right, let's go with the, the other song. There we go. All right, from Pellraiser, Tom Pellicero. Dalvin Cook is making excellent progress in his recovery. Patrick, do you care? I do care because I think Dalvin's <laughs> a good football player. And I want running backs to, to be healthy. How about this out of Denver, Colleen? Tim Patrick on Steve Smith's Cut To It podcast. Everyone has a show at this point. Uh, he's clear to do everything post-ACL tear. Yes, I love it. I was at training camp last year. I'm a huge Tim Patrick guy. I was so upset with the ACL tear. That was supposed to be his breakout season last year. This will be his season. All right. And out of Ohio, Joe Burrow um, now tops reigning champ Fiona the Hippo as the voted-in best Cincinnatian. Patrick, do you care? I do care because there's so many incredible people. Silent film actors, Theodore Bada is from uh, Cincinnati. Andy Blockenburton, a dancer and choreographer. Ron Bomer. There's so many great people from Cincinnati. I'm definitely not reading this off of Wikipedia. I'm like, how? <laughs> what is happening <laughs> over there? So I, I mean, and, and also a human has lost to an animal mm-hmm. five years in a row. That hippo had a, was on a five-year winning streak. Mark, if you were an animal, what would you be? A bird, I think. I mean, that sounds very cliche, but That's it's the first thing. No. Yeah, just, you know, there's lots the right of different There's so many different choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fly, maybe out of here. My uh, initials are call, so it makes sense. That does. Mine, mine are mess, so that also makes sense. <laughs> mine are pull. How about this last little bit? Because, okay. you know, I like grew up a Browns fan, and John Elway tortured <laughs> my youth. Um, and then he came back and brought the Broncos new Super Bowls and all this other business. He is officially out. Um, of business with the Broncos. His contract has run up, and I don't know what else we can do other than to bid farewell with um, another one of our songs that we've created on this show. This one's for John. <laughs> this one's for John. This one's for John. This song's for John. This one's for John, and that one's for John. Also, this one's for John, and all right, that one's for John. Come to think of it, this one's for John, and also that one's for John. Perfect. Sydney! I mean, she that's from it. the great love. Said, though, why, if he has a, you know, his going away press conference that that occurs... Why is that not the intro and outro music? It should be. Is he gonna? Are they gonna give him one? A press conference? I mean, I feel like he's had seven or five, seventy-five of those. But walk up music know. for it. I'm gonna start playing that at my house. <laughs> that was for really my job. soothing. That's that was great. really nice. <laughs> it was really nice. All right, now we're going to take a quick break, and then we will come back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility Dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right. That was a really incredible break. We just took so much occurred during it. Um, So good. When you take these breaks, you really get a chance to go backstage, hang out. You know, I don't think people realize that. Just the reset. Yeah, healed. Truly an organic um, human moment for us. Uh, Now we are going to do something called NFL Pen Pals. And the conceit is essentially, and I know a lot of times we do these segments, Colleen, and we leave you off a cliff where you don't, you come in like, what is the segment about? This felt pretty straightforward, I thought. This Um, is good. I can't mess this up. Yeah, I didn't get too many (laughs) follow-up questions from you. You basically take the role of an NFL player, character, GM figure, and just like, I don't know if you ever had a, did you ever have a pen pal, Patrick? I did too. My handwriting yeah. is, is catastrophically bad. So no, it, it never worked out in the letter thing. No, That's you, why? Because you had bad handwriting? Nobody would be able to read it. But Instant Messenger, I, I was your guy. What I, was your name? What was your screen name? It was Pacdu52. It was my basketball number and Pacdu as if I blocked a shot because I was, you know, 13. I love that. Mine was Malibu420. <laughs> It, but this was post. As, this as is a like child, post nail mail. as a child. <laughs> did you actually have like a written pen pal? I feel like I I'm did. really high. <laughs> That's a drop. Yeah. Everyone should know this. Sometimes when I'm listening, I honestly don't know if it's a drop or not. Um, I had an actual pen pal that I met on a train. As, <laughs> Who? What was? Could you describe the person? I think any? her name was Julie, uh, and we messaged and wrote physical letters to each other for awesome. many years. And she was like really cool and really sweet, and I like really looked up to her. And Do then all s- of a sudden, she didn't answer, and oh. she was gone, and I lost her forever. She's just like a friend. You've never like you knew oh. her last name and stuff. You weren't able to relocate her online. I feel yeah, like that would be like, the next move. I just can't remember a lot of details about her now, and I think in the moment I felt. Like sort of upset that I had been broken up with by her for some reason. She had ghosted me. It was the first time I had been ghosted. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julie, Julie, if you can hear us, I'm no sorry, point. Julie. Whatever I did, I feel like AOL. You could get heartbroken on AOL too. Oh, easily. Yeah. Did you have a screen name, Mark? I, you know, I skipped the AOL thing for. I don't know how. It just like um, my dad worked for this side AOL company called Prodigy, which I think. Some oh people yeah, know. yeah. come Prodigy. on now. I wrote to a few people on Prodigy here and there. <laughs> I don't not 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 to the level of Julie on a train, but I there were there were some individuals. <laughs> uh, but that's the case here. In this case, it's sort of like you get a chance to be someone to write a letter where you're just confessional. You know, we're dropping you in mid relationship, and uh, why don't we start, Patrick, with you? Okay, um, mine is from Mac Jones to Matt Patricia. Hey, Matt, I just wanted to reach out to you in light of recent speculation regarding my relationship with Coach Belichick and to let you know that there's absolutely no ill will between me and Coach. 
it's you that I hate. <laughs> when Malcolm Butler pulled me aside last year and said he got benched in the Super Bowl because you two had beef, I thought to myself, no, that's preposterous. No one would undermine themselves on the world's biggest stage only to see Nick Foles throw for 373 yards and three scores against you, but clearly I underestimated you. In Tuscaloosa, I watched Jalen and Tua go on the field before me, and I returned to my ancestral home of Jacksonville, Florida, and had a vision. I would never be benched again, only to see you run Bailey Zappi out there on a mission to run your catastrophic offense. <laughs> I'm not surprised by the reports that I was frustrated after regressing in almost every statistical category. They also could have reported that I have 10 fingers and 10 toes, and there's 50 million nucleotide pairs in my DNA. <laughs> what I am surprised by is the commitment to you by coach. He was just asked if you would be back with the team and said he wasn't sure. Here's one thing I'm sure of, Coach. If you're back, be ready to fight me. This isn't a metaphor. I will physically strike you, render you unconscious, and remove you from the premises as if you were a Detroit beat reporter who ran afoul of your dress code. You limited my capacity to throw touchdowns, but I promise I can throw these hands. Hatefully, <laughs> Mac. <laughs> so good. So a threat. So a threat letter. A promise. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Is, that, is that one where they're writing back and forth a number of times? It feels like that was sort of like a one-time Did you cut scoop. out letters from I a think, magazine? I think like a Mac, ransom note? Mac might go Julie after this. Yeah, Mike's he going just, full he, Julie. Uh -huh. he, he just may not respond. That's fair. That's that fair. That felt cathartic because I think we've all felt like frustrated for Mac Jones and when he's going nuts, like coming off the field onto yeah. the sideline, it's like, I feel this guy. Like, like, what's he allowed to do? What's he allowed to say? We need to bring back pen pals. Like, Right. I have a I have a friend that lives in San Diego and he'll just send us postcards from random spots all the time and I love it. I love getting physical mail. I'm so old. <laughs> like, I am an 80 year old in this body. That friend sounds slightly. I feel like we need more details. It's Dentino. Have you met Dentino? You probably have. You guys have met him. Okay. Dentino sending postcards. Yeah. Yes. Dentino. Okay. That was good. I like that one. Oh, thank you. Good start. Do you want to yes. follow up? All right. Here we go. So this letter is to Dan Quinn, Cowboys defensive mm. coordinator, from Mike McCarthy. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Hey, Dan. DQ. Mr. Quintessential. What's good? MMC here just hitting you up in a super cash way. <laughs> I know we'll see each other in the office soon, but don't you think we need a wide receiver? We don't have enough offense. It's looking a little sus, and Jerry just keeps showing up at my front door with photos of Tom Landry. Is that good or bad? We just got rid of my favorite tight end, Dalton Schultz, and I, I like Brandon Cooks, but look at you and your defense. You have Micah Parsons. I would love to have a Micah Parsons on offense. I love CeeDee Lamb. I think I need two CeeDee Lambs. Can you believe I almost beat Philly last year with that super team? And what I did with Cooper Rush. Do you think people noticed that at all? Maybe. Can you imagine losing Micah Parsons and still competing? <laughs> what I did. Did people talk about it, by the way, at all? I mean, people should really have, people should have talked about it. We went four and one with Coop. I sure hope Dak can stay healthy this year. Do you think the offensive line will be okay, Dan? <laughs> How do you think Jerry will like my offense? Do you think Jerry likes me? Don't you think he'll like it a lot more, my offense, with a wide receiver? Okay, bet. Signed your boy, MMC. Brilliant. Wow, I feel like yeah. we – I did not know Mike McCarthy this way before. I yeah. understand a whole lot more about yeah. Mike McCarthy through the way that he views not just his boss but his coworker, the guy that's allegedly working for him. Yeah, yeah like he's, does revealing. he realize he's in charge? You know, I think he's working through some things, okay. and you can you can tell that he's looking for some validation. Maybe there's some insecurities there. His first time in a while calling plays is coming up, so I'm sure that that is probably an anxiety in the back of his mind. Mm -hmm. And Dan Quinn seems very confident, um, very able in his position, and he has a mm. group of stars on that defense. So I, I can sense just some you know, some stress coming from Mike McCarthy. There's it's a lot of people out there dealing with imposter syndrome. And I think despite the generational <laughs> I am Mike McCarthy. <laughs> oh, Zaddy, you're so extra. Famously Zaddy. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, Mike McCarthy, <laughs> despite what CD says. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned imposter syndrome. Like the, when I went to one of your parties, it was like the third thing you mentioned to me, like the, the third sentence. I was like, I relate to that. I think. That, yeah, well, you know yeah. who I, the first time I ever heard about imposter syndrome, Joe Thomas was telling me about it. And Joe <laughs> Thomas was telling me how he had imposter syndrome and how so many of the players <laughs> that he played with had it as well. And so many of his friends in the league. And so I was like, Wait, well, I'm sorry. What? Tell me more. Go, go on. What? is this and i'm like oh my god i have it i didn't know this was a thing that other people had yeah, i feel so. like the browns might have had something to do with the joe thomas part of it but that is stunning to me because mm-hmm. you would not you would not think that at all um all right i will offer a third letter i can't wait this is a letter from cliff kingsbury <laughs> um stationed in thailand to kyler murray his court his ex-quarterback kyler hello again from thailand You didn't respond to my last letter. Have you been over to water my plants? I only ask because that one fern in the den becomes an absolute disaster if it isn't tended to every four to five days. If you can't make it over, please have Rondale Moore swing by. He's helped before and knows the door code. Secondly, have you considered my invitation? Zero response from you. Don't hide away. Veronica and I demand that you visit. Our hut has Wi-Fi. We're in the beating heart of the Golden Triangle. Opium country. Kyler, nobody here talks about the cover two shell. By the way, your name came up at breakfast. We've met this couple from America. The guy is Bernie. The girl is Susie. Bernie is this failed author who won an Audi on The Price is Right. He turned around, sold the vehicle on the dark web, and bought a ticket to Bangkok. (laughs) Anyway, your name came up because Susie is some sort of super celeb on that Twitch site you're into. She banks about 4K a month, live gaming, eating lollipops, and talking to dudes from Ohio. These are your people. During breakfast, I got a text from Bill Belichick. You ever coming back, he asked. Someday you'll buy that one-way ticket too, I wrote back. Kyler, I know we have had our ups and downs, but I want you to know something. Last season is nothing more than a sheet, of, than a sheet blowing gently in the wind on a clothesline over the hillside in a gentle rain. You are my friend. Cliff. Why are you not writing fiction? Yeah, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> you have such a gift. I feel like I'm living it. <laughs> How did you develop four characters <laughs> in two minutes? I like, think, we, like... We get fleshed out. Like, Bernie and Susie are... I'm, I'm rooting for I, You know, one point. thing I learned about what I have respect for Dangus, I was, like, coming up with this, like, eight minutes before the show started, and I had, like, eight different names, and they were all the wrong names, so... <laughs> It needed a proof. I'm glad I proved it. <laughs> uh, I like the sound of a hut with Wi-Fi, by the way. Too. So I actually looked up um, where I think like someone like Cliff Kingsbury would stay, uh-huh. and they have these super luxury huts um, that are you know, waterproof to start. Yeah. But Wi-Fi it talked about like um, white linen robes. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm sure he's. I don't know if he's still there. I actually tried to look and see if he was still there. There wasn't concrete evidence of where he was. When when you're in the heart of opium country, you can be anywhere. Yeah, like it, that's a great way to life. Uh, life is a metaphor. At yeah, that, that point. golden triangles had some <laughs> problems there. I'm picturing a glass bottom hut, like so you can see all of the yeah. the fish and the coral and everything I underneath. Yeah, I love that. All right, now we're going to take a quick break, and then we will come back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right. Now, before we get out of here, we're going to quickly go around We've had this thing, my guy, for a long time. I don't think I had it. I didn't. I picked up Tyler Algier like through a lot of red tape at the end of the season. But Greg had roughly twelve of them. Um, Dan, maybe Tyler Al- Algier. That guy. He <laughs> that is guy. officially uh, your guy. That's how that process went. But this time around, we've got the draft, and we're even letting Gravedigger get a guy. You're going to pick someone that you just want to back. Tell us why. Briefly, and we're just greenlighting it right now. This is your guy, Gravedigger. You go first. I'm going first. All right. My guy is a Big 12 pass rusher who has a lot of bend. He's probably not maybe a late first-round guy, not exactly a first-round guy, but I'm going with Will McDonald the fourth. I think that he's one of the bendiest pass rushers in this draft class, the way he can turn the corner. He's got a great dip move, a great rip move. He's really technically sound with his hands. I think he has a pretty advanced arsenal of pass rush moves for a guy just entering the league. And he's got really long arms, which I think helps him. He's able to get to the quarterback pretty nicely and and force fumbles, which is a, a thing that I think, you know, can change games and that having those long arms helps him do. So I am Pretty much all in on Will McDonald the fourth as a pass rusher. I think when he comes into the league, he might need a little bit of time to bulk up. He's a little bit lighter, but uh, so he probably won't be an every down guy when he first comes into the league. But I do think that he's going to be a guy that we're we're talking about as like a, a pass rush havoc wreaker. And I don't know if you saw this. I'm about to play a clip for the YouTube audience. Look at this. He can jump over a car if you want to roll this. <laughs> what? Sorry for the audio listeners, but you got to check us out on YouTube. This guy is a crazy athlete, and um, hmm. I'm all in. <laughs> and that was like that was not a super that, that flat not a, car either. That like, was yeah. a t- 2017 uh, through 2022 uh, Mazda CX-5. It's impressive. So like a crossover yeah. type vehicle. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a full-on SUV. I mean, he put his hand on the hood just a little bit. He still jumped over the car. Now, so he was the fourth version of that human. You passed. You hard <laughs> right. passed on the first three, but you're now finally into it. Yeah, exactly right. He's just an athletic freak and he's really technically refined for for a young guy. So I am all in. All right, well it's got he's yours. There's no issues here. Congratulations. He's officially uh, your guy. <laughs> I am going to take a cornerback out of TCU. Uh, who's actually the nephew of, of one of our co-workers and one of the best players in NFL history. It's Travion Hodges Tomlinson. Uh, just finished an incredible season at, at TCU. He was the Jim Thorpe Award winner. Uh, played in the Shrine Bowl, which we love. The Shrine Bowl is a, a great bowl game. But it, something that popped up on my radar was Jim Nagy was asked why the Jim Thorpe Award winner didn't get a, ch- a chance to be invited to the Senior Bowl. And he said, because he's 5'7". And 5'7 guys don't normally get drafted. I don't care. I, I do not care. Go back and watch the the Michigan game. There, people are, oh, well, why are you talking about a defensive player from a, a a game where the other team scored 45 points? They did nothing on Travion. They did absolutely nothing. In fact, it, one of the two passes they attempted at him, he knocked one away. They picked off the other one and ran it back for a touchdown. It's like, do you need – there's all kinds – I'm six feet tall. I can't cover A.J. Brown. <laughs> like, what, how much is height really doing for you? You need a guy who can be there, who can cover, who can tackle, and Travion can do all of that. And I'm just – I'm sick of the height thing. 
Like it, same. I have, I have, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'll join you on that. Yeah, Who needs hype? I have all the hype privilege in the world. It's overrated. It's not doing anything for me. I'm going to the knee doctor today. It, it's pointless. Like Travion is my guy. I'll take him, but he, he doesn't. He won't need me because he'll be perfectly uh, successful. Guy. In the NFL. That is to so many listeners who are you know under a certain height range where it's just like you're not even showing up on dating sites. You know, so you're not even like you're just thinking. You know what? You're a hero to those people, to all of them. Well, mm-hmm. you guys are heroes. All, all the short kings, all the short kings and queens and non-binary. <laughs> short folks like you're the hero don't literally i will thank you thank you look up to no one look up to no your distance from the ground is not a personality we just end the show right there that's it yeah just end it right there um is your knee okay no what's going we're discussing that i'm gonna get an mri we'll find out we'll keep us posted he's more machine than man how about i'll we'll save you for last and i'll get my guy because my thing is more of an issue with teams that make this kind of mistake Joey Porter Jr. is my dude. No questions asked. Uh, first of all, Joey Porter Sr. was one of the more like ragtag badass players of AFC North history. I'll never forget uh, the Steelers defender when he got in a fight with William Green, Browns running back back in the day, and it totally rattled the Browns entirely pregame. He just knew how to get into people's heads. He did the thing where he'd do the crab walk across the field. <laughs> this is Joey Porter Jr., cornerback, Penn State, six two and a half inches, 34-inch arms. There are things. There are some things. He's maybe not the greatest cornerback in the draft, but this guy is a disruptor. Um, he gave up of only one 15-yard pass play last season, according to PFF. He's got great size, length, speed. But here is my issue: as someone who watched the Browns house Clay Matthews for a decade plus as one of the greatest linebackers in NFL history, and then trying to build identity passed on Clay Matthews, his son. Just a highly annoying PR move, and it turned out to be a disastrous idea. For everyone that watching J.J. Watt said, hey, you know what? We'll go pick some no-namer instead of T.J. Watt. Another dumb move. I don't know how half these guys are doing any of this, but if you pass, if you're in that middle of that round and you pass on Joey Porter Jr. and you're the Steelers, bad idea. But especially if he ever came down to where the Ravens would be or something, and you could take a great Steeler from the offshoot of a great Steeler, you've got that in your wheelhouse for the next decade plus. So be smart about this. Don't pass on this guy. I like everything about him. He's yours. That's your guy. Yeah. Joey Porter Jr. uh, Your guy. All right, Colleen. Okay, here we go. My guy, Byron Young. Out of Tennessee, all right? Okay, that clears that up. Because there's two. So I'm going with Tennessee. Okay, so the reason he is my guy is because I love his story. He went from working multiple jobs, including assistant manager at Dollar General, worked at Burger King, worked at Circle K, to a second-round prospect in three years' time. So his boss at Burger King convinced him to get a second job at Dollar General to potentially make a career as a (laughs) store manager. So he's stocking shelves, he's making milkshakes, he's mopping the floor, and he sees, by chance, a flyer for a football tryout at a military college nearby. He loved football. He went to the audition. He made the team. He was ready to be discovered. Then COVID shut down everything. So what he did was he made his own highlight tape, his own mixtape, sent it out, and then went back to work in the grill. Tennessee noticed. Awesome. And three years later, he's a starting defensive end for them for a top program playing in a national championship game. He shined at the combine. He ran a 4-4-3. This guy is everything. I love him. He's mine. He is yours. You've got he him. He's officially uh, your guy. He's uh, he's twitchy, guys. Oh, um, okay. So got that, that is check that box. That is something to keep an eye on. But yeah, his like he's disruptive. Um, Lance Erline says that he has a great motor. Um, and good. you know, he's chiseled as well, which, um, most of these prospects are, unless you're, I guess, an offensive lineman. I love that. We went deep into the, uh, the fast food realm into mm-hmm. the, the day job realm and yeah. like everyone out there, you just look at those flyers on that wall. You never know. Don't do the one where it's like ride across, ride share across the country with <laughs> person X. Is that yeah. one that you considered? Have you done I mean, that? in college all the time, it's like, oh, I've got to get back to the East Coast from like central Ohio. It can, it, I could just say the variance levels on how that goes is high. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's also like, don't don't stop. Just because the structures that are in place like have missed you doesn't mean like that 
there's some sort of failure in you. It's a failure in the system. You and battled him. He fought back and look at him now. He's you Colleen's guy. Like, well, he's are you my kidding? Guy. I, I think you like you he's on Twitter, I'm assuming, right? Uh maybe. We've gotta let him know that he that he okay. is, you know, yeah, your guy. I'll let him know. All right, I put all these notes together for this show, and I just got to a period in my notes here where it's just blank. There's nothing else to, to do, <laughs> apparently. Uh, I did, unlike okay. Dan, I did not use the little clock here to tape this. Oh, yeah, I have no idea how the long the show The last show went. was 67 minutes, apparently. This has not gone you, that long. If you but... need more time to fill, I have a couple other guys, but like, if we're done, I think we're that good. would run afoul of the premise. Okay. Oh, right, I, yeah. right. I mean, I'm trying to get you out of here on time, Colleen. Okay. No, we're 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 having a great time. I mean, we can go longer if you if you need to. Sessler's tell face. me, tell me. No, I want you to tell me what like to give me something that is annoying you right now before we leave. Each Uh-oh. of you. Ooh, oh my gosh. Something that's annoying me right now. Well, um, I did a fit, like I did um a very high potency face mask thing um, to resurface my skin like it's basically gets rid of all of like the dead skin and stuff like that and so now my skin is peeling off like I got a really bad sunburn and I had to put makeup over it so that's really really annoying me right now okay I can piggyback on that because they have those whatever it's called mycoloid patches Uh, my wife had a pack and I had a zit and I'm like oh I'll put this on and it'll do something now I have like a permanent dark mark from this from this patch and it's like why didn't I just let the permanent like it's it's not going away like it's right here right I I see it dark spot on my forehead where I tried to use this patch that allegedly gets rid of pimples uh that Some, sounds like a litigation heavy right whoa. there. I, I, I don't know. It's 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 not going away. And so we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Also, uh, anti-labor practices. Um, <laughs> Branching those, out into that. Yeah. Those two things are bothering me at this yep. moment. Uh, I will tell you what bothers me. We, we have a wonderful building here. It's a great place to work. I am contractually off. I must say that. But mm-hmm. it's, um, it is a nice building. But when you get into a scenario where like you're walking behind someone who's like walking down the hall ambling slowly texting mall walkers and, yeah you're just like a slow walker and like there's no way to get around the left side or the right side without it being super awkward and it's like i have somewhere to be and it's taking me five, five times longer because they're pounding out a huge text to like their <laughs> aunt or uncle mm-hmm. you have to be on the left guy you, you have to just like say on the left on your left and then you know you know move. what like i when what i do which is the worst like i'll duck down a side hallway and just sort of wait for like 15 seconds and then come back really? around and be like, there's more space. I can attack this again from a different Y'all way. Y'all are incredibly nice people. I just, I, I look for the seam and then I hit the hole. Like I'm running through He's the running I'm starting to I'm starting to take that approach though, because mm-hmm. there's, the wasting of the time is not working. So I, I mean, do that too, yeah. Patrick, except I'm really like, I don't know. I'm just like very awkward and shy about it. So I'm like, oh, excuse me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm walking by. Sorry. <laughs> The other day, I saw Sessler in the hallway, and I we were moments before the podcast, and I just mindlessly started following Sessler, so it's like, I'm sure he's just going to the studio, and all of a sudden, I found myself near the screening room, because you were like getting some type of beverage, and then I was oh, just God. standing next to you for no reason, basically. <laughs> so my, uh, my annoyance is my navigation. It's um, not always on. Yeah, well, I'm apolo- I apologize for sending you down that, that dark no. alley or wherever that was, but- It was meant to be. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this was this was fun. Thank you I for joining it. me. A plus. I hope we can do it again, but we need yes. to have Dan and Greg back here at some point. And assuming they don't get like another outbreak of something happens and the, they're on vacation for seven years, <laughs> feed the call. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap, fresh, fresh 
Green Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 